Hey, welcome to Big Brain Board Gaming. This is Jared again. Today has been so relaxing. I have been taking these ice baths, and yesterday I took a six-minute ice bath. And so I was planning yesterday that I would take an eight-minute today, but I didn't want to do it at all. So I compromised with myself, and I took a seven-minute ice bath, which is about two songs. And so... Um, the first four minutes were pretty relaxing, but the last three minutes I was just shaking like crazy, uh, shivering a lot. And that shiver lasts like 20 minutes afterwards. I'm not too worried about hypothermia or anything. I don't have ice cubes in there, but it's just the coldest my tub water will go. But I do feel more motivated and I've felt a lot more relaxed. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, we'll keep that up. Tomorrow is eight minutes. I uh, can't compromise there. But I'm getting more used to it. Starting to like it more. My skin gets all red because it doesn't have like, all the cold water. And um, I'll eventually work to 15 minutes. And then eventually I want to get a, t a temperature gauge just to see how cold it is. And then go down in, in degrees. And just stay at 15 minutes. Um, I'm sure I won't be able to tell one degree from another. I don't have a great way of regulating it currently, but anyway, so that's been going well. I'm recording this now. Today I'm going to be talking about Arc Nova, and depending on how it goes, I'll decide if I'll just do one episode on it, or uh, I know I've said I wanted to do mini-series, but maybe if I just highlight all my favorite games and things I like to do during them, then I'll get more through get through more games. It'll be easier for me. Um, a couple nights ago, I played Gaia Project with my friend Neil, and it was a two-player game, which I hadn't done before, and he sat at the board, and I played Biscods, which is a, uh, a Black Planet faction. In Gaia Project, there's seven different colored planets, and there's different factions that call th those different planets their home base. And so I like the black ones quite a bit. They're a little different and kind of harder to navigate, but they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, Neil was like, okay, I'm going to beat black so I can do brown and box him in. And so that happened. He was he was playing Ambus. Ambus gets uh, one up on the range track and gets more ore at the start. So he was able to upgrade range and then box me out of some of these green planets he was going for. One of the late game things we were frightened for was the most green planets, and the other one was satellites. I ended up taking the satellites one. I got this one federation that had uh, seven satellites. So I won there, but he won the green planets, no doubt. And that, uh, So that was really fun. <laughs> we were playing super differently, so he was built all around me. He had four different buildings around me, and I, um, I built my... Uh, my planetary institute where buildings on my home planet were plus one power in the game i won't get into it too much but you share power from your friends when they build around you so every time he built next to me i was gaining four power movement but losing three victory points and so <laughs> he got me pretty close to zero for a while but I got a lot of stuff going from all that power. I was able to take a lot of the resources that the power provides. And I got my knowledge track going. 
Uh, so it was really fun. Like we all played, we played really differently, and uh, it was really fun to see. He had like a crazy last turn where he went up on the purple track, which I didn't expect, and really kind of fun. So I want to do. Uh, maybe just a general one on Gaia Project. I've talked about how I could go in depth about all 14 factions now that I've played them all and kind of understand them all. But if I just did one or two on Gaia Project, that'd be fine. I don't know if I have the gumption for that many podcast episodes. But Arc Nova is what we're talking about today. Arc Nova came out uh, recently, 2019. The developer companies are Capstone Games and Feverland. And let's see who created it. I've got the box here. The game designer is Matthias Wig. And uh, I think he's a German guy. Um, really interesting game style. And so when you start the game, there's a central game board that has a place for all the cards to live. And it has two different uh, tracks. One track is called Conservation Points. It's it's green points where they go on the top of the board and they circle around to the end. And on the opposite side of the board, there's a ticket board. And the ticket board gives you income per round. And everyone starts from uh, the uh, last player starts with 10 and every, everyone goes down from there. And so the goal of the game, uh, the win condition, is once someone uh, takes their income and their conservation, and they cross, at, usually at the end of the board, then that's the end of the game. All the other players get one last turn. And so it's possible to have negative points. If you don't cross, you get negative points. And you can cross, and every uh, the distance between both tracks in between your cross is your positive points. So sometimes you win with, like, 20 points. And so it's kind of different, like, how... Most other games I play, it's like, oh, you won with 100 points compared to my 80, or like even in the uh, multiple hundreds. And so a lot different that way, scoring-wise. The way to increase um, your green points is really important. There's um, five different turns you can take, and this is a really cool aspect of the game. They start on, you have five different action cards that start on the blue side. Everyone starts with an animals one, where you get to place animals into your enclosures. You gain the ticket amount for having that animal, and then you also get their kind of passive. Um, and so you get to do that. And then there's drawing cards. In the, in the middle of the board, you'll just have to look up a picture, but there's six cards exposed. And there's also a whole deck. So when you draw cards, it's usually draw a few and discard some from your hand. So that's uh, one of my favorites because you need to be able to see a lot of cards to get a lot of synergy going. Um, when you do that, I'll explain that later, but you advance the coffee cup break icon a little bit, which triggers um, income. Another action is called build. Uh, there's different enclosure sizes, and there's also special ones. And so there's um, there's buildings that increase your income based on animals that are around it. There's just flat-up ticket buildings. There's also uh, quite a few. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, and five 
size enclosures. All the different animals have different sizes requirements. And so usually you try to build their exact uh, requirement to save space, but the smaller animals can live in the larger ones, no problem. And some passive, there's one passive called flocking where two uh, herbivore types can live in the same enclosure. So that's, that's really key to get a lot of points for not a lot of space. And so that's building. There's a couple of special buildings where it's called the reptile house and the aviary. And so if you have the aviary, you can, uh, there's five cubes that, to, to place on the aviary and at a reduced size cost, you can put cubes in, to put birds in the aviary and the reptiles, you can put cubes in there. Um, and so that's, that's a big thing. Um, there's another action called sponsors. There's three different types of cards. There's animals, which are the majority. There is sponsors. Sponsors are like workers that give you passive bonuses. And then there's also uh, conservation projects that give you green points based on animals you have. And sponsors are really important because they can get you really good synergies when you play or pick up cards. There's even sponsorships where you get a bonus for if anyone plays a certain animal type and it, um, and they can kind of give you direction. And if you feel some, a lot of cards have end game requirements you can fulfill on your sponsors. And so that can be a way to, um, cross even further in the end game. The last action is called the association association. You have a few association workers throughout the game and there's different levels of uh, rewards you can do based on its card position. The coolest thing about Arc Nova is there's um, in a horizontal row chronologic, chron chronologically from one, two, three, four, five. Um, depending on where the card sits in that row, that's the strength of the action when you take it. So ideally, you try to get a nice cycle going where you're always taking the four or fives and allowing the ones on the bottom, you get you get prepared for those, and so you can take those at a higher speed as well. There's opportunities where you can move some cards to level one or level five. That's really key because it can kind of move a card that you don't want to do at this time. There's also there's tokens that you can get called X markers where you can increase the number uh, or the strength of that card with those tokens. They're pretty rare, but they're, they're pretty useful. Uh, you get those by either passing one of your cards and moving it to the number one or just from throughout the game. Um, and so that's the coolest thing there. You have to find that cycle. And so ideally you need those enclosures to fit animals into them. Uh, so you need to build enclosures and then you need to draw those cards to find the animals you want. And then if you have sponsorships from drawing cards, you also need to play those. Associating, you want to do as often as you can. Uh, a lot of green points come from the associating. Everyone has a different player mat, and everyone starts with an empty zoo, and everyone has a different passive that they start with. Um, some are more income if you build around a lake. Some are you get more income if you build around this clock tower. There's a lot to explain with Arc Nova. 
One of the coolest things about Ark Nova is there's a tag system. So all the different animals in the continents have different tags. Some cards require requirements. So to play the Jaguar, for instance, you need a four enclosure, $16. You need to already have a North American tag. But then you gain the Predator tag and you gain another uh, North American tag. And this is similar to games like Terraforming Mars. Uh, that's the only one that I can recall. It's kind of like this. But a lot of games kind of um, depend on getting a few of those. And at the start of the game, I mentioned conservation projects. Depending on how many like pairs that you have, some, for instance, are uh, the amount of birds you have or the amount of Europe tags you have. And so it's usually two, four, and five points. But if you cash in at two, then you only get two conservation points. If you cash in at four, you usually get three. If you have all five Europe tags by the end, there's an association action that you take to play that cube, and you get those conservation points. You get bonuses along all of the tracks. There's also a track in the middle I forgot that is the um, scholarship track where uh, the higher it goes, later on you get the ability to draw from the center and you also get to play animals from the center. And that's really key because then you can kind of be loosey-goosey with your turns. Um, as you play the game, as you get those bonuses, there is card flipping, where all your cards start blue, but when you flip them, they all become advanced, and they get those effects. So the cards one, you get to draw from your reputation range uh, based on where you're at on the scholarship track, or it might be the reputation range. <laughs> um, but then you also can draw more cards more frequently. There's also an option that's called snapping, where you can just pick any card from the display. And that can be really big if it is key to your synergy. Um, so it's really nice being able to see a lot of cards in Ark Nova. They really thought about that. The animals one, you level it up. You get to play animals from your association range, which can be big. And then you can also play more animals more frequently. At three, four, and five, you can always play two animals. At the fifth position, you gain two spaces on the association track. I don't know, association, uh, the reputation track. And so that can be really big. Now thinking about it, that could be a really big early game because everyone has to play animals. And it's really hard to go up the reputation track other than that. And so if you have that reputation range, you can always be playing more animals, and you may be thinking, let me talk about the other advanced tiles. The building one, all the, the, all the different maps have uh, obstacles in their path that require the level two building activity to, um, to be able to place buildings on them. And so it's really, really key to upgrade that. You also get to build multiple buildings at the same time. The base one, you can only build one building. They all have to be unique, but that can be really big for filling out the board. The sponsorships one, you can uh, do some sponsorships 
x plus 1 of its strength, so that can be really big. Uh, the sponsorship card is pretty big because it's a two-parter. Um, the base one is for its strength, you get one coin for uh, when you tap it out. So you can, at the, at the fourth position, if you take it out for coins, you get to uh, get four coins. On the red side, you would get eight. It doubles the benefit. It also moves the break icon four, which I'll talk about next. And then the association, it allows you to do multiple associations per turn. It also allows you to pay money for green points. Uh, early on, that can be big because they're cheaper, but as they go on, it scales. So it goes from two to five to seven to 10 to 12 always. I think. And so it's really big to get on that early because then you can get some really cheap green points. As the game goes, the green track usually takes up three tickets. So early on, it's less effective, but later on, you get more bang for your buck. And so getting more association workers, getting more of those conservation projects filled up, getting the bonuses on the green track. Some of them are card flips. Some of them are random from game to game. Um, but those are what you need to know about for that. It's really key to also maintain an awareness of where the break icon is from round to round. It can be moved when someone draws cards or when someone decides to do the sponsorship break where they get money for its power. And so... It's really good and can be really bad when it breaks. Uh, ideally, you want to spend all your money that you received from the last break because uh, that's showing that you're using all the money you have. But the different steps are you remove two cards at the bottom of the display, so that encourages like a cycle of cards. And then you have to discard your hand down to the, the hand limit. It's normally only three, which is really tough. There's an association action where you can build a university that allows you to hold five. And that's really big. Um, usually most people get that. I sometimes don't. I prefer there's a different association action that gives you continent tags and it also gives you a discount of three for those animals that you choose. I usually go for that. Uh, once you get four of the partnership zoos is the, um, the discount track you usually get a bonus on the top of your board and then you also when you get all three universities you get a bonus so it's quicker to get the universities in a sense um, but once someone has already taken a university you have to do um, it's depleted until the break the break we refill the partnership zoos and the universities that were taken uh, you get paid based on the income you're at the amount of tickets, there's different income associated. And so early on, it's pretty low, but as you go, it gets pretty high. And um, it's really important to spend your money once you get that. You also can get intern, uh, you can also get income from different sponsorship cards. You can also get uh, income from uh, doing a lot of things. Uh, there's, a, there's a building called kiosks that get one income for every occupied animals enclosure around them they have to be unique side uh they have to be i don't think they have to be unique but 
Um, so that's that's uh, how you get your income for round to round. And then uh, there's income from round to round, where if you decided to remove a brick, when you associate, you get to remove one of your seven icons. Three are instant, and four are instant and a passive. So depending on how early on you did it, it can be good to instant it because it can be more association workers. It can also be more uh, money early on, like early boosts, or you can do income that is just accumulating. And so that can be big as well. So quite a bit of stuff. Sponsorships are really cool because a lot of them provide special buildings. Um, as you're going as well, everyone starts with two end game mission cards. And so you're trying to go for those for the first 10 conservation power points. Once someone reaches 10, then you have to discard one of them and shoot for one of your um, missions. And so there's a lot of a lot of components and it's pretty remarkable. Like I really enjoy, I've done the single player quite a bit and I've played with my friends at least 10 or 15 times now and quite fun. Um, it's interesting how people can do different strategies and still win like birds draw a lot of cards the australian cards do a lot of tucking mechanics so you can get rid of extra cards that you have the monkeys i think um they steal cards from other players the predators hunt through the deck for more animals to use and uh, all this um it's really it's really good there's a lot of cards too so every game feels really different and uh there's a lot a lot more <laughs> there's um 265 car 255 cards um featuring the analysts and the specialists and the unique uh, enclosures and they all have different abilities and so every game is really different especially there's eight double-sided player mats and so every game can be different that way and it's kind of asynchronous that way they're coming out with a new expansion that will increase that by introducing like a draft system. One of the five action cards will be slightly buffed for everyone and they'll draft around depending on which one you want. And so you have to kind of play around which one is strongest. Um, so that seems kind of interesting. They'll also be introducing quite a few more aquarium cards in the expansion. So I'm really excited about that. Um, all in all, it's uh, really fun. I I tend to like Australia, uh, similar to Wingspan. I like the tuck strategy, um, but re you really just have to go based on what you get. Our friends do a drafting system. I think that's a little bit funner than the the rules say. You just get eight cards at the start of the game, and you start with twenty five dollars. We still start with twenty five dollars, but we. Um, it can, uh, we uh, do drafting. It can get, it can kind of get cutthroat <laughs> at times if um, you break right before someone is doing a big turn because <laughs> then they have to discard a lot of cards and everyone gets mad at you. And it can really be uh, impactful if you... Because um, if someone hasn't moved their income yet before the break, then, then you could punish that and get a slight lead. And um, it's a... A lot of a lot of thinking too, because you have to think about 
how much power each of your actions will be and you try to do them at the most you can um and there's a lot more to it a lot more rules i just did a brief explanation um if you want to maybe i'll do this i'll have if you email bigbrainboardgaming at outlook.com and you want more a more in-depth rules and a lot of more strategies uh, please do so send an email ask specific questions about arc nova and i'll address that in the next episode at this point i'll probably find a different board game to do a um talking about um i just glanced over this one but um i do i do enjoy the automa like the single player as well it's not quite an automa you get you get 27 turns essentially to cross and there's different difficulties based on when you um uh, when you start income wise so you can either start at 10 or 5 or 0 income um i i've beat it at the standard which is 10 but i have not attempted it at 5 or 0 yet um you get seven breaks so it's pretty tight you have to be really crucial with all your turns and um, one of my dad's friends he sleeved my copy and he's got these nice card card holders and such and it's a really crisp game i am excited to buy the expansion for it when it comes out next year anyways that's uh my big brain board game review and a slight guide for arc nova and like i said before if you have any more questions feel free to email bigbrainboardgaming at outlook.com i'll keep checking that from time to time so far no one's emailed so be the first <laughs> you know it's not that hard <laughs> yeah, feel free to send jokes or any other questions about board games or if you want to get together and play board games and you live in the salt lake area maybe hit me up i guess um had a really fun time today i before this episode i was really tempted not to because i took a really excellent nap I really still wish I could be napping. I've got a Taco Bell shift in a little bit, which I'm, yeah, it should be fine. Like I'm a little tired, but um, there's this new employee that does the dishes in the morning before I get there. And so that's been really helpful for our closing. And so hopefully uh, we get up, uh, we get everything done and I get out early. Um, the next few days we're closing earlier and I get to leave earlier tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, there's, it's so unique and so cute. Like all the different animals for Arc Nova, going back to Arc Nova, all of the illustrations and images of all the animals are really unique and really cool. Um, so I'd recommend at least trying to find a person that has it and try playing it. There's also, you can play it on tabletop simulator and that's what my friends used. That's what my dad's friends used to do. Um, my friend Andrew has a copy and I have a copy and so I've been trying to play it. It's difficult to teach. There's a lot, there's even more mechanics that I didn't explain. Like if you fill up your, your entire map, you gain seven tickets immediately. So that's, that's a mechanic. And then there's just a lot of, a lot of things. So it's a, it's a heavier game. I'd say once you get it, it kind of, kind of flows. Um, it says 14 and up. <laughs> on this uh on this rating and it's from 90 to 150 minutes so if you can cross within 90 minutes then 
good on you. <laughs> but um, sometimes if you're the first time playing with other people, you're just you're kind of cruising and they're just waiting for you to cross. And uh, but when you're playing with experienced people, it's a lot more competitive to see who will cross first. And some people, uh, my friend Neil especially, got a huge lead last time and played really <laughs> played really well. And so that's Arc Nova for you. And I'll try to get um, back on this weekly. I've been doing this detox of video games, and I've learned I've got quite a bit of time on my hands if I do so. So it's been four days so far, no games. And I had my friend Neil, he reset my League of Legends password. Uh, not that I wanted to play it, really, but uh, it's just helpful, like, uh, there's a game called Team Fight Tactics that I quite enjoy, and but so far I've gotten a lot done. Like I've restarted the podcast a little bit. I've done this cold shower stuff. Work's been more enjoyable. Just having a really good time. I I was able to go climbing the last couple of days and ho- hoping to go tomorrow before work. And I'm really feeling good about 2023. I think it's going to be my year if I keep at this pace that I've got going. I won't be perfect, but I'm feeling more motivated. And uh, next semester, I've got a lot more to do. So we'll see if I continue the podcast. It only takes me a few minutes to record and such. And if I do more detailed guides, I'll have to be more strenuous. But all in all, life, life is pretty good. So go out, increase your board game and big brain board game capacity. <laughs> and... Hit me up with that those emails. I I'll be looking for them. You guys have a good rest of your night. Bye bye.